there in the Dallas, Texas area where it's, it's just raining, thunderstorming. Almost ran me down over these last two days. But I will say this: got some good sleep. I got some good chill time, and I am. Well, welcome to the show. There's a lot been going on, so we we'll get right to it here. The number six rated quarterback in the NFL 2021 draft, Jamie Newman. The transfer and the wait for and has decided to opt out of this season and prepare for the 2021 NFL draft due to the COVID 19. He is just one of many players who, in the SEC and in college football, who has opted out. Uh, the latest one on the LSU, Jamar Chase, he has opted out, just prepared for the draft. Listen, you know, for everyone, the Big Ten, the Pac-12 was shutting down the season. There are a lot of players opting out of this season because they weren't prepared for the draft. Maybe those players in the Big Ten or the Pac-12 who are highly drafted players who project to be highly drafted, whether it's in the first round, second, third round, Maybe they need to decide to start doing the same thing instead of criticizing their conference, their conference commissioner for shutting it down. Maybe, just maybe, you guys just need to start preparing for the draft and start preparing for your future instead of complaining about the present day. Because at the end of the day, this it's not going to be no football season in the Big Ten or the Pac-12. Even when you have the president of the United States place a phone call to Big Ten, Commissioner Kevin Warren about getting seasons restarted. And for all those who had high hopes that happening, that was not the case. All we know is they're talking. And, that's and again, I cannot stress this out. Seven to three by the conference president. The Big Ten president voted 11 to three. If they don't feel comf comfortable, if they don't feel safe, if they believe that the health and safety of the athletes in the Big Ten will be compromised by the COVID-19, if they don't feel comfortable, they're not going to let them play. That's just the end of the story. It had nothing against, nothing against the football players, nothing against the, the cross players, nothing against no student athlete. It's a comfort level. If they don't feel confident, they're not going to let them play. They will listen to you because as we have seen, they are willing to listen. But don't expect don't expect to change their minds. They're headstrong on this. And they feel that the safety of the student athlete is more important than going out here and play a game. If you look over across the country, University of Alabama, they got 1,200 cases of positive tests for COVID-19 ever since the students returned back to school. If that's not a concern, then I don't know what it is. But yeah, 
It seems that other conference don't. And God bless them. I just hope that there'll be a season. And I just hope that it can be a complete season. Understand, but I love the college football. I love the college sport. I love the college game. That's my pride and passion. Next to next to NBA basketball, that's my pride and passion. However, sometimes, sometimes you just have to make those tough decisions. Sometimes you have to be the problem. And these presidents of these schools, these universities, even though they probably didn't want to do this. They had to make this decision. Presidents in, in the SEC school, ACC schools, and the Big 12 schools, they decided to roll the dice. Let's just hope they're right. But at the end of the day, it's like I said, there is no winner or loser in this. I just want to miss opinion. Also, today's news. Londis Chapman, manager Boone, Rays manager Cash have all been suspended by MLB for the for the altercation and last night bench brawling game. Well, I should say one more problem. All right. Baseball, things gonna happen. You no know, guys gonna chirp at each other. Guys gonna throw at each other. And then, whoop, whoop, hey, what's up, my brother? You gonna? Yeah. I said, yeah. It's gonna happen. But Aronis Chapman got a three game ban. Aaron Bull and Trevor Cash each received one game ban. And RC on the floor. And listen, don't be surprised if Aronis Chapman decide to. Feel this decision and play. You know, he feel that he shouldn't be sitting for three games. Look, we seen the game. I mean, you make it on yourself. Did he throw at him or didn't he? Did he? Well, I should say, did he make the throw at him or didn't he? You know, you drank on conclusion. So, his conclusion was, yeah, he meant to. He meant to do it. And that's why the bench is clearing this way. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm gonna paint a picture for you. Let's say you know you're at bat, just like Michael Brochure was. He was at the bat. You know, his team is trailing. Actually, team is losing. Five to three. And he's probably thinking, you know what? I feel good. This is a good or bad. I might get a hit. You got Ronald Chapman, probably one of the best closers in baseball. Probably one of the best closers over the past five, six years. And he's out there. We all know. He's been looking for the closers his first, his first save, the close items first game in a very long time because he's been injured. And you know this. You know he's been out. He's been injured. He hasn't been back that long. So, yeah, he looking to get his first save. But you up there, you know, you try and get a hit, trying to help your team out, trying to get a run across. And I say, you know, 
you know, Chapman might have been a little extra too excited because he threw a 101 fastball. And you looking at this fastball, and you looking at, okay, I can hit it. I can hit it. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's getting a little too close. Whoa. Did that just kind of get close to my head? Did he do that on my head? And when you see that baseball coming that fast, it was 101 miles an hour, not coming to you to hit, not going to the knees, but it's coming directly at your head. And you're thinking like, man, I'm a pinch hitter, and this dude trying to hurt me. So, yeah, you're going to take a little offense to that. And that's what Mr. Brochu yeah, he took it personal. I would too. If you're going to throw a 101 miles fastball, and I know who you are, I know that you have probably one of the best commands out of, as a closer, as one of the best closers. You got a great command. You really throw at people. But sometimes you get erratic, you get wild. But you usually want to throw wild pitches. You usually want to throw at people. And that's what happened. He threw a hundred mile, hundred and one miles per hour fastball at his head, and he didn't appreciate it. Not a small guy whatsoever. He should have been more careful throwing the baseball. And the benches clear. The umpires come in and break it up. The umpires have a meeting, issue warnings to both benches. Stroke, stroke, stroke him out. Michael began walking towards the division dugout before turning back to exchange word with someone in the Yankees dugout. The dugout's the bitches empty again. Players gathered on the plate. The mostly kept their distance. Oh, so nice. They decided to keep short distance. Hmm. But they mostly kept their distance. Hmm. Before dispersing to their respective clubhouse, umpire stepped in. Yankee starter Masa Tanaka hit Joey Window. First inning, by cast that he believed was intentional, prompted a bit of back and forth between Boone after the game. It was absolutely ridiculous, Cash It was mishandled by the Yankees. Certainly, the picture on the mound. It was mishandled by the umpires. Somebody has to be accountable. The last thing I'll say on this is that I got a whole damn stable full of guys who threw 98 miles an hour. Period. But that that wasn't it. It was more to come. Aaron Boone said, it was a pretty scary moment. It was a pretty scary comment. I don't think that's all. I don't think that's right at all. But I'm going to get into it right now. Teams have been warned not to leave the benches. The season is a part of the league's coronavirus protocol. Players on both sides seem to be urging others to leave the bench. And may I also remind everybody that Arodis Chapman began the season on the COVID-19 injury list. He has been 0-1 and saved chances this season. Well, last night he picked up his first in Yankees 5-3 victory over the Tampa Bay Rays, which 
the same Tampa Bay Rays who are in first place, in which the same Tampa Bay Rays are killing, beating up the Yankees as they lead this season series over them, 7-2. to two. Stay tuned. There will be more tonight after two teams will face each other again. You know what? This is going to be my new storytelling voice. This really is. This is going to be my new storytelling voice. I promise you. And Kirk Cousins, who said back in July, we're on a radio show, and he talked about the coronavirus and his words, and he quote, because he said, I'm not going to quote, I'm just going to say what he said, if I die, if I die. Thank you, Kirk Cousins, for that short little statement, how you feel about the coronavirus and what will happen to you. Thank you very much. And Joe Mixon, who got a, who got paid last night on a brand new came on the stand today he wants to end his career in Cincinnati with Joe Burroughs again I said once I said again I never heard a player in my lifetime maybe I have I just never paid attention I never heard a player career when they say that, when they go to the Super Bowl, never, never, ever a professional football player. And finally, on the news floor. Los Angeles Clubs. Yeah. Thirty-five thousand. Of the Dallas Mavericks, got into the altercation in Game Six, in which Marcus Morris hit Luka Doncic a flavor two foul that looked like it was back in the mid '90s of the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks rival type foul. It made me so proud. And Luka Doncic was fined fifteen thousand for something. I'm guessing for, I don't know, maybe being involved in it, maybe being an instigator, or maybe voicing his displeasure or complaint. I don't know which one. They're not really saying. Or oh, should I say, correction? League office also announced that Doncic. $15,000, I just said, we're playing the ball at the end official in the third quarter of game six. And he threw the ball at Bill Kennedy. I think we all need to. However, at the end of the day, that's where we got Lucas Donches and the Dallas Mavericks. I said he's going with the NBA playoffs. Also, don't forget tonight, NHL Stanley Cup playoffs will continue with game six of the Western Conference between the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche and the Dallas Stars, in which the Dallas Stars lead the best of seven series against each other. And if the Dallas Stars win tonight, they will advance to the Western Conference. And 
So, oh, and one more thing. Jennifer Nett has clear waivers. She is now an official free agent. Receiver Super Bowl ring. He to his loving girlfriend and and her name is Brittany his longtime girlfriend. So she is a big We got a Super Bowl ring. That we would ever. Congratulations on your engagement, and I hope that you two will live a long, happy life and beat the stereotype. The stereotype is just be happy. That's all. That's not a stereotype. That's a fact. Be happy, be in love, work hard. Next week will be my wedding. This is going to be all right. Enough is enough. Let's get to some basketball because a lot has happened. You know, Game Seven of the of the uh, Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets yesterday was what again for me. It was a throwback game. I loved it. Right? So, I'm not even going to sugarcoat that. I don't want to hear about nothing else. I don't care if people complain that you guys miss shots. I don't care if Donovan Mitchell and, and uh, Jamal Murray shot air balls last night. I do not care. All I care about is, is that these two gents, these two gems, these two with this entire series, was a one named Donovan. He almost, almost, you turn to the second round. And yes, I know Donovan Mitchell. Seven loss, and I know he had a down because he felt like he didn't do enough. But make no mistake about it. Donald Mitchell came out and balled last night. Jamal Murray came out and balled last night. You know what? They balled so much, they stopped the They couldn't hit a shot. 
They couldn't hit a shot. But for the first six games, they balled. They combined for 475 points. That's a NBA playoffs record combined by two players. I don't want to hear anyone complaining about this game. I don't hear anybody complaining about where they played because they gave it all and they left it all on the line yesterday. Donald Mitchell was 9 for 22 and finished with 22 points. Jokic was 12 for 23 and finished with 30 points. And you know what? <laughs> yesterday was the first player outside of Jamal Murray to lead the Denver Nuggets in scoring. Jamal Murray, who, again, just played 41 minutes, just like Donovan Mitchell, left everything on the court. He, he was 7 for 21 and scored 17 points. These two young studs were exhausted. Okay, we talked about both of these guys was born for 50, 40, 50, 50. And they just couldn't do it anymore. They didn't have any more juice. They, they had no energy. I mean, they left everything on the court. But yesterday's game turned out had another storyline. Because it was the battle of the big men. It was the battle of Rudy Gobert versus Jokic. Rudy Gobert had 19 points, 18 rebounds, and two block shots. Incredible in 39 minutes. Jokic had 30 points, 14 rebounds, four assists. The, the big man on both teams showed up last night when their two best players on the team just couldn't do it. The big man showed up. And not only the big man showed up, there were a lot of big shots. But it was warranted if you watched the first six games, neither team were really missing shots. So you could have seen this coming. And, and probably one of the most bonehead plays in the whole series was when, when Donovan Mitchell got stripped of the ball and Jamal Murray is pushing. And they was up by two, 70, it was 80 to 78, pushing the ball on court. He passed the ball off to a player. I, I don't know he missed the layup. Rudy Gobert gets the rebound. Threw the ball to Mike Conley with three, two, one. And he bought that bad boy at the three-point line. And that ball went in and out. That's how close it was. Instead of the Denver Nuggets, running the clock, maybe drawing a foul, they almost threw the game away. I still had a chance to win. This is one of the best games I've seen. And I've been saying that most of the every every game in the bottle in the bubble. Happy This game was very exciting. And it was it was just it was just one of those games where you know both teams Clear, they're even. Okay, I mean, let's put it like this: Utah was down by 16, and they made a run. 
Denver came back, made a short run, and took the lead. You see what I'm saying? Like it was a back and forth game. It it was just it, it, it was just a good game. It was a good game. It's kind of sad because you know you didn't really want to see Donovan Mitchell and Utah Jazz get eliminated, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it was about Denver being deeper. I mean, they brought guys in who was, who was fresher compared to Utah, where it was just spider yesterday. I'm not going to say nobody else did, but Rudy Gobert showed up yesterday. But Royce O'Neal had five points. Mike Conley had eight points. Joe Ingles had seven points. Nang has six points. Morgan had one point. Jordan Clarkson had ten. But it just wasn't enough. For the first time in this whole series, I can say the Utah Jazz secondary help didn't show up. They ran out of gas as well. The Denver Nuggets, they secondary help really didn't do anything. I mean, you don't have Michael Porter Jr. And he's the only one had 10 points off the bench. But the one thing that both teams did was, even though they missed the shots, they played some nice D. They were forcing a lot of shots. They were forcing a lot of bad shots. And kind of really didn't have to because, you know, the ball wasn't really, you know, touching the rim, the back of the rim, some air balls, missed layups, guys not, I don't know, missed assignments. I mean, it was. Obviously, there was a few plays where Nelfish supposed to scream, and he didn't. There have been a few plays where Rudy Gobert went the wrong direction. Ingles wasn't the right spot with Mitchell Warner, man. So there was a lot of misassignments. There were a lot of misses. There were some air balls. But it was still a good game. It was a still a good game. And where Utah go from here is that they will get better. You know, Mike Collins Jr. will be back. The whole team will probably be back. They might lose a few players, but that team, but Utah will be back. They will be good next year. The Denver Nuggets, they move on to face the Clippers, and that's going to be a tough matchup for them. Both teams are deep. It's going to be an uphill battle for the Denver Nuggets. The only, the only advantage they have is no pitch. And Jamal Murray. So it's gonna be interesting to see how the how the Nuggets gonna match up against the Clippers, especially when Pat Beverly's coming back. It's gonna be a bit of a battle, you know. They're gonna get D'd up, and we all know about the Clippers. They talk trash. They they gonna D you up, and Kawhi Leonard is always gonna step up. So it's gonna be interesting. And tonight's game seven between OKC. Houston Rockets. I don't have enough, really enough time to preview that game, so I'm gonna get right to it. People, maybe three if you look at, but this is a big game for two people: Russell Westbrook and Mike D'Antoni, and to a certain lesser degree, James Harden. With OKC, this is a big game for Chris Paul. Chris Paul want to beat the team. That got rid of him, who blatantly didn't want him anymore. So yes, he got to go 
have surprised a lot of teams this year. They surprised a lot of people in the NBA. I didn't expect this team to be this good. I expect them to be a lot of teams, but they they came out and proved everybody give a lot of credit for Chris Paul to get these guys playing. The Houston Rockets is is bottom line is this: you lose this game, Mike D'Antoni will not be head coach next season. Russell Westbrook will take a lot of criticism for the way he played in Game Six, and he got to live with that monkey on his back that he has never been out of the first round and just can't do it now. And for James Harden, like I said, to a certain degree, he needs to show up tonight. I don't care who's on him, he has to show up and he has to take over this game. And James Harden hand. I don't care if he had to cuts out Westbrook or anybody else. You make sure that ball is in Harden's hand. If Harden dance and do what he's doing, Houston wins. If D'Antoni don't call a good game, Houston is done. Bottom line. Thank you guys for listening to DS Walk Show. Tune in to the Rockets and OKC Thunder tonight. Hi guys. Enjoy. Wednesday, I'm out.